Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. This block for two-way traffic preps, but not running as of right now. The WTOP Traffic Center, presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest five years on your new windows. Visit windownation.com. I'm Rob Stallworth. WTOP traffic. Let's check the 7 News first alert forecast from Steve Rudin. Clouds will continue to increase moving through the remainder of the afternoon. High temperature hovering just around 50 degrees. Showers will develop this evening and into the overnight. This is mainly a rain event for the D.C. Metro with light snow showers along the I-81 corridor and minor accumulations in the mountains. Wake up temperatures tomorrow morning in the mid-30s to around 40. Any showers that linger into early tomorrow morning will draw to a close. Highs in the middle 40s, 40s on Thursday, 50s on Friday. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. Increasing clouds right now in northwest Washington, 47 degrees. 49 in Centerville, Upper Marlboro at 50 degrees. This is WTOP News. Facts matter. This hour of news is sponsored by Lido Pizza. Lido Pizza never cuts corners. Good afternoon, I'm Mark Lewis. Coming up, we're waiting to hear from Arlington police about that house explosion and standoff. WTOP's Nick Ionelli is there and will join us live. A former GSA official talks about the fallout of her choice for the FBI's new headquarters. I'm John Doman. What empty office buildings have to do with how D.C. keeps public parks safe? I'm Scott Gelman. Give Santa's beard a tug in a festive local production of Miracle on 34th Street. I'm Jason Fraley. On Wall Street, the Dow is down 84 points at 2 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Monica Ricks. Israel's widened its offensive in southern Gaza with troops entering the city of its or its second largest city, Khan Yunus. Israel spokesperson Elon Levy described that campaign. Talking not only about aerial bombardments, but close quarter fighting in which our troops are engaging terrorists who are emerging from tunnels and buildings. It's some of the heaviest fighting in Gaza since this war started. CBS's Chris Lipsay tells us, meantime, families of hostages met earlier today with Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. We've been speaking to the loved ones of hostages, parents of hostages, and they tell us that, you know, with the breakdown of that ceasefire and the breakdown of negotiations, it, it fills them with anguish. On Capitol Hill, college leaders are addressing a rise in anti-Semitism on campuses because of the war. Liz McGill's with the University of Pennsylvania. History teaches us that where anti-Semitism goes unchecked, other forms of hate spread and ultimately can threaten democracy. She says the school is investigating all allegations. The White House has repeated its call to get more funding to both Israel and Ukraine. Here's CBS's Ed O'Keefe. While Republican leadership understands there's a need to provide that money, they're trying to extract some concessions from the White House regarding border security, arguing that that is an urgent and far closer national security priority and something that Congress needs to finally sort out, at least in part. The FBI director's also making a plea to Congress to renew its global surveillance power. Christopher Wray says Congress must renew the authority of the U.S. government to conduct warrantless surveillance outside the United States. 702 allows us to stay a step ahead of foreign actors who pose a threat to national security. Section 702 of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act is set to expire at the end of this month. That's CBS's Stacey Lynn. A massive home explosion this morning in Virginia. 
Arlington police say cops were trying to serve a search warrant after getting reports of shots fired in the area when the house blew up. Bob Maines lives nearby. Well, I was sitting in my living room watching television and the whole house shook from the sound concussion. It wasn't a, an earthquake kind of tremor, but the whole house shook. It's still unclear what caused that blast, but no officers were seriously hurt. It'll be another little while before Stephen Colbert comes back to work. The Late Show host has canceled another week of shows after having his appendix removed. He posted on threads last night that he is listening to a doctor's advice and will continue to rest and heal. This is CBS News. Make the hiring process work for you. With Indeed's end-to-end hiring solution, you can attract, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. Start at Indeed.com slash credit. 203 on WTOP on this Tuesday, December 5th, 2023. Cloudy skies right now. We're at 50 in D.C. I'm Sean Anderson. And I'm Ann Kramer. Our top story this hour, the huge explosion that rocked an Arlington neighborhood last night. A house blew up around 830 after a police standoff that lasted for hours. Police are getting ready to hold a news conference outside of the county headquarters building to get us an update. And that's where we find WTOP's Nick Ionelli. So, Nick, we are almost 24 hours since this whole ordeal started. What do we know about the explosion so far? Well, this was a... Very large, very scary incident at a house in a residential area that shook the entire neighborhood in Arlington, rattling nearby homes, shattering windows. Many of you listening right now have probably seen that dramatic video that's been circulating online from last night with the house going up in a massive fireball. Arlington County police say they were at the home with a search warrant investigating reports of a man who was inside the home firing a flare gun into the neighborhood on North Burlington Street, that's near North George Mason Drive. Police say they were outside the home trying to get the man to come out with that search warrant in hand. They heard several shots then, possibly from a firearm, and then the explosion happened. The entire house just blew up. Three officers had to be did not have to be hospitalized, but they were injured. Police have not confirmed yet whether the man inside the home was killed in the blast. They have also not said for sure whether there were any other people inside the home at the time. And as of now, we don't know the cause of the explosion itself. Now, Nick, what about the person who lived inside this house? Have you learned anything at this point this afternoon? Right. This would be the man who police were negotiating with trying to get him to come out. My strong suspicion is that Arlington County police are going to release the man's name in this news conference that's about to get underway this hour. There's been some reporting from other news outlets about a man who according to public records, lived at that address where the explosion occurred. But we want to be careful about naming that person at this point because the investigation is early and ongoing. I will say neighbors in the area were suspicious of that house before this happened, though. Melissa Hernandez walks her dog there all the time. She says the house stood out as being relatively strange. When you walked past the house, describe it to me when you saw it. The house, um, it never had any decorations, no... um lawn stuff, no trees, bushes, anything. And there's always paper over all the windows, um, except for a single no trespassing sign. Um, Whereas all the neighbors always had holiday lights and gardens and were out and would wave to each other and talk to each other. Um, So it was always the house that, you know, no one ever saw anyone go in or out. It was Um, an unusual house, you'd say? Yeah. 
So, Nick, tell us about the neighborhood now. What does it look like? Does it smell still like smoke? What's going on? Well, that's a good point. It does smell like smoke. When you walk through, you can tell that there was a fire of some kind. It has that smell of burning wood like a campfire. You can smell that throughout the neighborhood. It's really difficult to get anywhere near the site of the explosion itself. The entire neighborhood is roped off with yellow police tape. It's hard for people who live there to get to their own homes. They actually have to park away from their driveways at this moment. You can get a glimpse from about a block and a half away of the house where the explosion happened, and the whole thing is just leveled. It looks like a pile of charcoal, and there's a vehicle right by the house with its windows completely blown out. There's debris littered around the area on the sidewalks and on front lawns. And walking through the neighborhood, you can see teams of investigators with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. They're still surveying the area right now. A very active investigation and still a surreal and unnerving environment for the people who live there who say it's normally a pretty quiet and secluded neighborhood. Nick, thanks. We will check in with you once again here as we go through the hour leading up to the news conference at 2.30. That's WTOP's Nick Ionelli. We are hearing this afternoon from the woman who was at the center of the decision by the General Services Administration to make Greenbelt the next home of the FBI. The decision continues to anger leaders in Virginia who wanted to be the new site, and the decision has drawn criticism from the FBI. WTOP's John Doman tells us she now works for the district. Nina Albert says she has no problem testifying in Congress about the decision she made to make Greenbelt the new home of the FBI, noting that the GSA has already posted a trove of documents online that um, explain uh, what my decision-making process was, what the site selection process was. And D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser also defended Albert, the city's deputy mayor for economic development. The head of the FBI and elected leaders in Virginia have repeatedly blasted her because of her past employment at Metro. What I understand that people respect uh, is the ability to make tough decisions, no matter who is trying to bully you one way or the other. Virginia is now asking for the relocation process to be paused, though at this point, it's not. John Dome and WTOP News. Coming up in Money News after traffic and weather. College enrollment is down. Now dropouts are up. I'm Jeff Glabel. It's 208. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Weather on the 8th, and we'll start it off with Dave Dildine in the traffic center. Alrighty, in Virginia, 66 westbound slow toward Oakton, near 123 and heading for 50. It was a right lane blocked for a work zone. And on 28 southbound beyond 66, under 29, you're likely once again down to single file past the widening project. Recurring work on the Beltway in McLean, inner and outer loop between the toll road and Georgetown Pike, right lane blocked, usually clearing around now on the outer loop. 395 north at King Street, they did pick up and clear all lanes open. And full speed ahead, southbound on 95, it is free-flowing traffic into Prince William and Stafford counties. In Bethesda, Maryland, a, a string of dark traffic signals with a, apparently a power outage along Old Georgetown Road, downtown Bethesda, so west of Wisconsin Avenue. Might have some police direction, but always stops at the powerless intersections, if that's still the case. 270 quiet, 95 Baltimore-Washington Parkway, not bad. Interloop of the Beltway after Connecticut, crash clear. Route 50 between the Beltway and the Bay Bridge, you're fine, but on the 
the eastern shore westbound on 50 near the Queenstown Outlet Mall. Traffic is stopped by crash response. That is prior to reaching the 301 split, so the 301 merge. So if you can get to 301 another way, you can get on to 50 and be beyond that crash and continue westbound toward the Bay Bridge. Go electric, the Fitzway. Looking for an electric car? Try the new Subaru Solterra, Hyundai Ioniq, or Toyota BZ4X. State and federal incentives available. Go electric at FitzMall.com. Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. To 7 News First Alert Meteorologist Steve Rudin. Clouds will continue to increase moving through the remainder of the afternoon. High temperature, upper 40s to lower to middle 50s. Rain showers develop this evening and into the overnight. All rain for the metro, looking at light snow out to the west in the mountains. Minor accumulation, mid-30s to around 40 by early tomorrow morning. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Steve Rudin in the First Alert Weather Center. We have clouds, 49 in Hyattsville, 51 in Fredericksburg, 51 in Foggy Bottom. Brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on long fence, decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. WTOP at 210. Money News 10 and 40 past the hour. Let's go to Jeff Claybaugh. Verizon Wireless is bundling Netflix and Max streaming services for customers and at a discount. Bundling the two is $10 a month. Separately, they'd be about $17 a month. The bundled Netflix and Max for Verizon are the advertiser-supported versions. Fewer high school graduates are enrolling in college, and more that do are dropping out. The Student Clearing House Research Center says only 62% of students who started college in 2017 have graduated, and a third have permanently dropped out. The D.C. area is losing its last Romano's Macaroni Grill restaurant, but it's getting a replacement. The Washington Business Journal says... A Rocky Mountain-themed restaurant called Lazy Dog Restaurant is proposing to tear down the Kingstown Center Romanos and build a new restaurant there with a big outdoor patio. Lazy Dog, per its name, is dog-friendly. The Dow is down 73 points. The S&P 500 is down just three. The Nasdaq's up 23. Jeff Clable, WTOP News. This report is sponsored by Capital One Hall and Tyson's. Capital One Hall is Tyson's ticket to Broadway, live music, comedy, and more. With holiday programming for the family, make Capital One Hall your entertainment destination. For tickets and info, visit CapitalOneHall.com. Coming up, we'll head back to Arlington and check in with our Nick Ionelli on the latest into that house explosion, an hours-long standoff that happened yesterday and into the night. Police are expected to say more in just a few moments about what happened. We'll hit the latest from Nick. It's 2-12. An orthopedic surgeon makes understanding pain painless. It's the biggest frustration that patients have. This is Dr. Pamela Mehta talking about aches with unexpected origins. I see patients with pain in their knees, their hips, their back. Oftentimes the pain is actually coming from their feet. Bet they aren't expecting to hear that. Those patients are super surprised. They can't believe that the pain in their knee isn't coming from actually inside the knee. But if you think about it, the feet are the base to your whole body. That's why she suggests personally fit arch supports. Emphasis on the personal fit. If you get something basing it just on your shoe size, it isn't going to fit you properly. And if it doesn't fit well, it probably won't work well. Go get our supports fitted to you. It's as easy as going into a Good Feet store. The Good Feet store has locations across greater D.C. and Baltimore. Visit goodfeet.com to book your appointment today or just stop by. I'm Jonathan Cotton, and we look forward to seeing you at the Good Feet store.
To take a proactive approach to cybersecurity, Maximus's defense cybersecurity lead, Kynan Carver, advises implementing attack surface management in the series Forward-Thinking Government, sponsored by Maximus. With attack surface, you're going out and testing where are those vulnerabilities, where are those holes, where is the adversary potentially going to breach inside your infrastructure or your enterprise. And that's from both outside looking in and then inside looking out, because those are two different views that from a risk rating perspective matter. Visit Maximus.com slash federal to learn more about how to transform your agency's operations securely. In today's federal government, security by design is key to achieving the highest levels of compliance. From consulting and architecture design to managed services, Maximus delivers protection of critical data, systems, and operations. Maximus is a trusted cybersecurity partner, delivering solutions that enable government to securely operate in a digitally connected world. Maximus.com slash federal. Coming up, Navy continues preparation for Army as the annual game heads to Foxborough for the first time. We'll have sports in about 10 minutes on WTOP. In order for small businesses to thrive, they need to be smart, efficient, savvy, staying ahead of the market at every turn, finding ways to do more with less, and taking advantage of every opportunity that comes their way. That's why Comcast Business is introducing the Small Business Bonus. For a limited time, you can get up to a $1,000 prepaid card with a qualifying gig bundle when you switch to Comcast Business, the company with the largest, fastest, reliable network. Yep, you heard that right. $1,000 back. Something extra for your company. From the company that powers more businesses than anyone else. So if you're a small business owner, don't wait. Call or go online to learn about the $1,000 bonus today. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Ends 12-5-2023. New customers with gigabit extra internet, security edge, one voice mobility line, and connection pro or Wi-Fi pro with two-year agreement. Other restrictions apply. Call or go online for details. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 2-15, I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Ann Kramer, thanks for joining us. Continue to follow the developments in the big story this afternoon. What happened in an Arlington neighborhood almost 24 hours ago that led to a police standoff and then a house explosion? WTOP's Nick Gianelli joins us once again from outside police headquarters in Arlington. Nick, what do we know about what happened in the Bluemont neighborhood? Yes, Sean, the big question is what in the world caused that explosion? This huge explosion in a residential area in Arlington County. Right now, a couple dozen reporters are gathered outside the Arlington County Police Headquarters. We're all getting our equipment set up here, getting ready for the police briefing that is set to begin around 2.30. We know that there was a massive explosion. Three police officers were injured but did not have to be hospitalized. The narrative here that police have given thus far is that they went to the home to serve a search warrant after receiving reports that a man inside the home had been firing a flare gun in the neighborhood. And when the police officers were at the home looking into that, that's when the explosion occurred. Uh, Some of the main questions that presumably are being looked into by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives include what in the world could have caused this? As we said earlier, this entire house exploded. You saw a video circulating online. It looked like a bomb went off. So that's going to be one of the main questions that hopefully police will address here. Additionally, we don't really know who this man is at this point. Hopefully police will release more information about who he is, whether he has a history with law enforcement, and also was the man killed in the blast? 
surprisingly, we have not been given any information from police as to whether or not the man inside was killed. So these are key questions that hopefully law enforcement will be answering in the next few minutes. It really disturbed the entire neighborhood there in Arlington. People were in their homes, their houses were shaking, rattling like it was an earthquake, and they heard something like a bomb going off in their neighborhood. So extremely disturbing, and this is a story that's being followed nationally. It's a very bizarre and very disturbing incident for the people who live there. Police briefing set to begin very soon. Live in Arlington County, Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Thanks, Nick. And a quick look at the other top stories we're working on for you, WTOP. Alabama Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville is ending his months-long one-person hold on hundreds of military appointments. And Congress is holding a hearing today on how college campuses are handling the rise of anti-Semitism that's come after the Mideast War. Keep it here for full details on these stories in the minutes ahead. It's 2-18. Traffic and weather on the 8s and when it breaks, we've got Dave Dildine in the WTOP Traffic Center. And in residential Boston, North George Mason Drive, northbound between Wilson Boulevard and 9th Street. Still coned off on the right, but traffic does get by to the left, unlike yesterday evening when it was firmly closed. Wilson Boulevard is open. I-66 is wide open in and out of Boston and Roslyn. There is some slow traffic beyond the Beltway westbound from Vienna Station past Oakton and beyond 123. Crews are wrapping up and I think reopening that right lane. Beyond that, it's full speed ahead. 95 Springfield to Fredericksburg, good. Recurring work on the Capitol Beltway, inner and outer loop in McLean, right lane block between the toll road and Georgetown Pike, but backing up and clearing on the outer loop as we speak. Route 7 eastbound toward Beulah Road down to one lane past the widening project, 28 southbound through Centerville, road widening beyond 29. You're down to single file. In Bethesda, Maryland, a string of traffic signals went dark and uh, malfunctioned uh, along Old Georgetown Road in downtown Bethesda. Might have the power back on now, though. 270, no complaints. 95 Baltimore-Washington Parkway, fine. Route 50 through Bowie and Annapolis, you're good across the Bay Bridge, no problems. And on the eastern shore, better. Westbound, all lanes open in Queenstown near the Outlet Mall. The crash cleared. In the district, D.C. 295 between Burroughs and Eastern Avenue. Left lane blocked both ways for Concrete work with Wendy's new breakfast for two. Uh, breakfast two for three dollars. Biggie bundles. You can choose the pair you want. Limited time only during breakfast hours. U.S. price and participation may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price. Dave Doldine, WTOP Traffic. Let's head over to the 7 News First Alert Weather Center and meteorologist Mark Pena. Mark, am I hearing the S word for snow in our forecast somehow? You know, yeah, we are saying that word, but uh, <laughs> fortunately, however you want to look at it, uh, we are going to potentially see some snowflakes, but it's not going to stick. So, how you want to look at it again, probably the best way to, to get this kind of snow. It's not going to cause too many issues on our roads over the next 24 hours. Uh, right now, we are seeing the increasing clouds ahead of the storm system that's going to bring us the potential for this precipitation, uh, which is going to pretty much keep temperatures where they are right now, which is in the upper 40s to the low 50s. As we head to the overnight hours, temperatures fall to the mid-30s, which again is going to make for the atmosphere to produce some snowflakes uh, if you see any precipitation at all. But as it hits the ground, uh, we've been above freezing for days now. 
now, and so it's not really going to stick as uh, the ground and the surface is just too warm for it to accumulate. Now, that's the case here in the metro. If you're heading out west along I-81, we do have a few winter weather advisories into portions of far western Maryland, far western Virginia, where you could see uh, one to three inches of snow into some of the higher elevations out there. Regardless, by tomorrow afternoon, we're looking at temperatures back in the mid to upper 40s, uh, so anything that does fall, again, just not going to stick around long. That warming trend heads into the second half of the week with highs in the mid-40s by Thursday, mid-Friday, mid-Mid-Friday, mid-50s by Friday, and then heading into the weekend. Saturday is looking pretty fantastic with sunshine and highs near 60. But by Sunday, we're checking our next storm system, which is looking more and more like a washout event with uh, just a good old-fashioned rain event uh, with anywhere from around a half inch of rain to almost an inch uh, right now. So something we'll be watching in the days to come. But for now, let's uh, hopefully get some pretty pictures of some snow tomorrow and just know that it's not really going to stick around for long. Outside, temperatures are pretty chilly, 48 at this hour downtown. It is 47 in Springdale, and I got 46 in Burke. All right, thanks so much. Coming up on WTOP, how empty office space in D.C. could impact how much funding schools get in the future. It's 222. At the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program, we're helping you spend less on your prescriptions. With the FEP Medicare Prescription Drug Program, eligible members with Medicare can pay lower out-of-pocket costs for higher-cost drugs and get additional approved prescription drugs than our traditional pharmacy benefit, all with the same FEP premium. There's even a cap on the amount you pay out-of-pocket on prescriptions each year, helping you save money. That's the benefit of Blue. Learn more at fepblue.org slash medicarerx. We focus on providing world-class healthcare with a personal touch to help our patients live their best lives. Innova. With just one touch, you can listen live to WTOP on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Download the WTOP app and choose it in your car's display so you never miss the stories you want to know, the local news you need to know, or the traffic you want to avoid. WTOP News. Facts matter on Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union, where members are the mission. Visit NavyFederal.org, insured by NCUA. Do you have a vehicle that your family no longer needs? Send it on its next adventure by donating it to Melwood. Donating is fast, free, and easy. Melwood accepts vehicles in any condition. Give before December 31st and qualify for a 2023 tax deduction. Call today and have your car picked up as early as tomorrow. To get started, call 1-877-MELWOOD or visit melwood.org forward slash radio. That's 1-877-MELWOOD or melwood.org forward slash radio. This is WTOP News. 224. If empty office spaces in downtown D.C. continue to remain vacant, it could mean the district loses millions of dollars. And experts say that can have a trickle-down effect when it comes to how much money schools and parks receive. There's over $100 million in revenue at stake if leasing trends for downtown D.C. office spaces don't improve. Yeshim Sain with D.C. Policy Center says that could impact residents and commuters across the city. The less money the city has from tax revenue, the more difficult it will become for the city to provide these services. She's not expecting the trend to change, which may have an effect on funding for schools or transportation. There are other services that everybody benefits from, from keeping our streets clean and safe, you know, public safety. The situation isn't as dramatic in all parts of the city, though. Parts of the city where there's a better mix between office and commercial use, commercial buildings kept their values much better. Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Well, get this, a Babe Ruth baseball card with ties to our region is sold for... 
Some pretty big money. The card was first collected from a 1914 Baltimore newspaper when Ruth was a 19-year-old pitcher for the then minor league O's. The card is now sold for $7.2 million at auction and is the priciest Babe Ruth item of all time. Second highest amount that a trading card has gone for at auction. Only 10 of the cards are known to exist. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. George Wallace is here.